Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Riverdinks. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Allie. And I'm Bella. And Bella, can we get that famous theme song, please? Uh, Riverdinks. Riverdinks is back. Yeah, Riverdinks. Riverdinks is back. Ooh. That was pretty good. Unexpected ending. Yeah, yeah I like that. Well done. Um, and also folks not directly related, but we would be remiss if we didn't point out that today is, you guessed it, Grimace's birthday. <laughs> and I have to mention that because two members of this podcasting team endured a Grimace milkshake. Endured. It was delicious. I it suppose. was delicious, but we feel terrible feel awful. because of it. They put like lead in the. They put lead in the milkshake. In the berry flavoring. <laughs> they put purple lead in it. That's how they got the purple. Yeah. Color. We're it's we're suffering a bit over here. A bit, but we're gonna we're being brought up kind of by Riverdale, and I'm just gonna start talking about this episode so that we can get into it. Um, it is season seven. Episode 11, titled Chapter 128, Halloween 2. It was directed by Ronald Paul Richard and written by Felicia Ho and originally aired on June 7th, 2023. And the ratings are not too bad, actually. Um, oh, wow. Last week's ratings are like the highest they've had in a long time. Not deserved. Just that mean- deserved. Like, Viewing, like viewership is what I meant. Does that mean the episode we just watched? Headphones out. Um, not not like actually ratings, just like viewership numbers. The one we just watched, or the one that we the watched one last, last week. But wasn't this the one from last week? Well, yes, okay, but I mean the previous episode that wasn't the one we just the, watched. The, the one episode we, hated. we okay. watched. Yeah, no, that's last terrible. That was a terrible yeah. episode. True, but I guess the folks of the nation didn't know that when they pressed play nor did we they should okay and this is what happened it's halloween too um jughead pours out his milk because he's like the milk there's a killer milk man on the loose no one should drink any milk sure whatever um veronica dresses up for halloween but no one else does and she learns that a few years ago on halloween in riverdale a whole car of teens died very tragically so the teens don't celebrate halloween like no one does anything at all um jughead calls ethel at sisters of quiet mercy to ask about the milkman and she's like why don't you try and find the guy who wrote the comic originally i kind of in my head thought that he must have already checked that but i guess not um sorry i did that was an editorialization from me um oh sister woodhouse mention and sister woodhouse sighting by the way in this episode sister woodhouse in old age by the way i was thinking they might cast a young sister woodhouse to be the 50s version of sister woodhouse but no old sister woodhouse yeah um Betty and Archie find out that Reggie has never had a real Halloween because they don't celebrate that in Duck Creek. And so she's like, we're going to do all the Halloween shit, Reggie. We're going to go trick-or-treating and we're going to go to a graveyard and we're going to make out in a haunted house. Easy. Um, So that's the plan. (laughs) Um, 
Veronica is having a burlesque ghost show at the Babylonium. That's going to be a midnight showing of Frankenstein with a burlesque party and performance beforehand. And she's promised also to raise the spirits of the four dead Riverdale teens. But it's all, it's fun and games. Uh, Jughead is looking for the guy who wrote the Milkman comic. He's looking at the Pep Comics Halloween party. He's just like asking around to people, but no luck. Um, the Bulldogs, uh, Julian and his gang are going around causing mayhem on Halloween. Like what? Uh, Cheryl turns out usually hosts a Vixen Halloween slumber party every year, but Tony has asked Cheryl to perform with her at the burlesque performance instead. And Cheryl's like, I can't, I have to do this Dixon thing. Um, Ethel shows up at Jughead's train car, having escaped the sisters of quiet mercy. Um, and then Jughead and her figure out that, or decide that Ethel is going to hide in Mr. Rayberry's apartment. Cause if she can wait a few months until she's 18, then she's an adult. So she doesn't, isn't, uh, something of the state. She's not whatever she award of the state. Thank you. She won't have to go back to Sister's Quiet Mercy. Mm, Betty and Reggie and Archie go trick-or-treating. Um, Midge and Cheryl decide that they're gonna not do the Vixen thing and that they're instead gonna go to the burlesque show together. But Cheryl's like, we can never ever tell anyone what we saw there. Like, before they even go, <laughs> she's ready. Um, Betty and Reggie and Archie also go to a cemetery. And then afterwards they go to Ethel's old house because that counts as a haunted house. Insane. Insane. And when they're there, Reggie, as he and Archie had agreed upon, because they're like, whichever one of us figures, it seems like Betty is more into the other one of us will just leave. And so Reggie feels like Betty and Archie are really having a vibe so reggie leaves them be to bang um to mm. bang again in ethel's parents house ethel who they know bed we'll get there pretty fucked pretty <laughs> fucked but we'll get there <laughs> uh at the burlesque show Kevin and Clay and Tony and Cheryl are all perform a Rocky horror number and uh, Cheryl and Tony kiss on stage and the crowd goes wild. Everyone's loving it. Um, but Alice sees not the kiss, but she sees the burlesque performance and she's quite scandalized by the whole thing. Um, Julian and the gang pick up Reggie while he's walking home after leaving Archie and Betty and they're like, come with us to Greendale. We're going to raise some heck over there or whatever. They probably even say hell actually, but they they're doing that. And Reggie goes with them. Um, Betty and Archie are about to bang at, at the Muggs's final resting place. Um, but then Betty sees the milkman through the window and they leave and also then later at Pops, after the burlesque show, Evelyn overhears that Midge is pregnant and that Cheryl and Tony are together. Uh-oh. And Jughead drops off Ethel at 
uh, Mr. Rayberry's old apartment. And then he's leaving and he runs to the old woman again. And the old woman's like, oh, I thought the milkman was here. I heard him. And Jughead's like, no. And he rushes back into uh, Mr. Rayberry's apartment. And Ethel is there with a big bloody knife. And the milkman is dead on the ground. She got him. Um, And then at the very end of the episode, Uncle Frank comes into Archie's room and says that a car full of bulldogs drove off a bridge into the river. And they don't know if there are any survivors yet. End of episode. Which includes Julian and Reggie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our dear Julian. Dear Lord, when I go to heaven, please let me take Reggie. That's what, that's what Lana Del Rey said in that song. Um, yes or no, did you guys like it? I did. It's okay, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay as well. I must Let's talk about it. Um, issue an apology because I joked extensively last episode that this episode should have a violent car crash similar to Halloween 2. And unfortunately, that was the case. No. Um, well, it's I'm not your fault. I am sorry. I but I just have a, visions. Yeah. Well done, though, for the prediction. Um, other movie references in this. I think that the party at the Babylonian was supposed to be very reminiscent of the late 2022 film Babylon. Directed by Damien Chazelle. It was a lot. This scene was very similar to the camera work and set and he's on saying of um, Babylon, which is true. So nice. Just that maybe that wasn't, I mean, I think it, I think it was. It seems like it to me, and I haven't even seen the movie. Yeah. So, so you're just taking my word for it. Well, I've seen a little clip of the scene at the party. Yeah, that's true. So I guess so. Like to me, it seemed like it. Yeah, based on that. <sighs> this episode, it was undeniably better than last week, but I still last week damaged my view of the whole sh- of the whole season the, so much. The bar was very low for this episode. The bar was really low, but just like. I don't even know where to begin. I'm just like pissed off about kind of everything that's happening. Like Betty, let's talk about Betty for a second. You know, she's thinking with her vagina, good for her. But she has the serial killer genes that she's not even talking about. <laughs> Like I mean, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. I guess. She, I don't does, know. Does she not feel the darkness anymore? Like, where is it? We're seeing no actually signs of dark bed. I, I mean, we've we saw like her grapple with the psychiatrist for a bit, which That's I thought true. was pretty counter counter to status quo at the time. But I don't think it was very dark. And I in the promo for the next episode, actually, there was kind of an indicator that maybe she'll be talking about something like that. I feel like up until now, they've replaced Dark Betty's darkness with just sexuality or libido. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't, I, not intentionally, I don't think. I just think it's, they're focusing so much more on that than they focused on 
her mental health. Yeah. I felt like a real misogynist this episode because I was very unhappy with Betty's choices, but she's a liberated young woman. So who am I to say what she should or should not do? That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see what you mean though. Like, like for me, I've always kind of been annoyed about Betty's various plot lines being about men yeah and being about like and, and this is so just like day one tv school of which boy does she like more and it's like oh, you're right like yeah. come on like and i and i i agree with what you're both saying that it's like it's because kind of what she's doing and representing the season is kind of about her being like a sexual like woman who is oppressed but I still am like, I don't know, guys, there's more there than this. Yeah. It's like the only thing that she's doing right now. I would not be bothered by it if she was also doing other things. She's not doing anything else. She's uh, acting uncharacteristic in her relationship with her mom. I'm just like, yeah, being, it's, it's still kind of odd. like, I mean, she was upset this episode about like, she's like, you're not my mom anymore, like whatever, but yeah. it wasn't first mention of it doesn't seem very I don't know I just like I don't give a fuck I really like I don't give a fuck about her and Reggie I think it's also annoying no yeah I'm sorry I think it's annoying because in in the last episode or no maybe the episode before when Betty has her fantasy of like making out with a bunch of people it includes her making out with at least one girl. I think it was only Veronica. It was only Veronica. And that's never brought up again. I feel like that could be interesting of like her starting to grapple with that in any Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. I really I feel like I've turned tail. Like I don't think it's gonna they're gonna delve into it. I really I don't well I don't know. Well (laughs) <laughs> Veronica is showing some colors, I think. We were saying that Veronica's pretty mask in this episode. <laughs> but she's also aligning so strongly with all the gay people. Yeah, she like stands yeah. in line with I mean, she's I mean that I guess like they do talk about how gay people love Halloween in this episode. And, and then like, she's like, I love Halloween. And she, yeah. <laughs> she is like a total hag though, is the thing. Like she does interrupt. She interrupts cat about to have sex, and then she's like, "Hey guys, what do you think about um, movie night?" Like she's like just yeah. comes in and sits down. <laughs> I liked Veronica a lot this episode. Me too. Which it's crazy that I like Veronica episode that I like Betty. I think at this point, um, yeah. So you know she's doing that. things. Yeah, she has plot lines she's, that aren't just boys and emotion Complex as well. Emotions related to. True family um yeah and her kind of like like her kind of put on aloofness about the whole situation like how when they're like how long have you been living at the babylonian she's like it's good it's fine we're just doing renovations or at at the uh yeah whatever it is the five seasons or whatever um, it's pretty uncharacteristic. It's pretty Pembroke. unlike her in previous 
seasons, I feel like there's yes, definitely much more woes me about things that are like her problem. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but that shot of her standing alone at the Babylonium at the end, it was sad. Yeah. I was feeling for her. It was sad. And she's, yeah. Am I misogynistic for not caring about Betty and Richie and Betty and Richie? Like, I don't think you're a misogynist. I don't think that makes you a misogynist. I think it would be a misogynist if you were like, well, it's a woman's story. Who cares? <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> That's, that's what Alice said before like we started a, recording. All Let's time. all go around and say one misogynist thing and I'm all come real. up with an example. I think we could should each come up with one just so that like it's all on the record. We're all if one of us goes down, <laughs> we're all going down. Yeah. Okay, let me think. I feel like um, mass destruction this episode of <laughs> Yeah. Let me think. I just I don't I can't bring myself to care about it. It's been so many seasons, so many. Here's the thing is, first of all, all of the stuff with Archie and Reggie and Betty is, it would absolutely be Barchie and Bughead if it weren't, like, if obviously, if. Bughead was no longer, or if that was still a viable yeah. acting option. So I think that's part of why it doesn't hit as much as mm. I don't want to see Bughead stuff. I'm just saying I think that part of it is just it's a new thing, but it doesn't feel exciting because I think that could have been interesting. Of oh, we're changing up the like old story, so now we're throwing Reggie into the mix. This is something that we haven't seen this combo before. But they're not really getting to know each other. It's not like, oh, Reggie is really great in this way and Archie is really great in this way. And I can't decide which one I want because both make me feel in this blah, blah, blah way. Instead, it's just like, they have muscles. Let's do a slow-mo while I bite my lip and look at their muscles. And You're don't so right, actually. Yeah. Like, I feel like one thing with the Bughead versus Barchie in previous seasons, it's like, she's like so dark and gloomy and like, really like, not like so, not getting along with Jughead when it is like Bughead and that she does have that darker aspect of her life. But then when she's with Archie, like, she, like Archie wants like a housewife and she doesn't like talk to him about like the darkness and he doesn't understand. Like, yeah. He really doesn't. It and even like in this so I'm not even saying that they should get into that in this episode of like Archie versus Reggie but I've like really like those conversations like we were not getting I think it's also much, you know what I mean like we weren't getting like why is Betty's relationship with Reggie like even like even when competitive with Betty and Archie. Yeah. How do they compare? Even in like their like extended Halloween triple date thing, it was like holding Archie's hand because his dad has died. Talking to Reggie, Reggie's like, I'm an alpha. And it's like, that was kind of it. She's like, not saying, like, she's not. Let her speak. (laughs) 
Does anyone want to see her master's degree? Like, let her speak. (laughs) (laughs) I think something that stuck out to me in this episode was, I think that they were trying to make it like, oh, she can't decide. This is so exciting. Like, they're kind of competing. But it's like, she was basically doing the same thing that Veronica did at the beginning of the season when she had all the different suitors come over. It's just she's being less direct about it. Like, I think it's kind of almost more manipulative of she's not, because she's very much hinting at what she's saying when she had her whole Goldilocks. The Goldilocks thing? Insane. Also, including Dilton in that, I thought <laughs> was kind hell? of weird. Yeah. The difference with that and Veronica, though, is this with Veronica is that she was rejected and like learning from it, like, having some character flaw like exposed yeah. with this with Betty it's just like what the hell I don't know I you're right though that it is so it's because super. she's virtuous and Veronica is a whore that's what they're saying to me on my television they said it directly to you yeah I got an email from Roberto and he was like guess what you guys talk all the time we do we do I send him a lot of emails. Um, my highlight of the episode was probably I thought killing the milk man. That was awesome, was actually. Place. That was very. I wish we'd seen great. it. I liked the gag of the milk man behind the door. And was, I guess mm-hmm. principal, but that's okay. It's good. So I don't know how the hell she got to a knife so quickly. Unless it's his knife. Yeah, it seems like it was like 30 seconds and she's never been there before. Or maybe she had been there. I thought maybe that was her first time there. Maybe she grappled with him. Maybe there was a scuffle. And yeah, she was able true. to get a hold of the knife. Also, I feel like a knife is not hard to find in like a, a kitchen. There's the block. There's the block. Yeah. Hmm. I My guess it just didn't book. seem like she had like moved that much because his dead body was found right right by the door yeah I think it's just a weird blocking yeah, yeah i think so maybe she just carries a knife around with her now <laughs> ever since yeah it could be I, I think it's useful yeah i'll be i will be honest so glad the milkman is dead me too thank god I Me did. Too. I liked the thing where they see him through the window. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, that. is that part of the Halloween two reference? They do. Then there's the just boogeyman. So I was just saying where the milk bottles are left on the table, similar to the knife I... being taken and just blood being left behind. That's good. I don't know if no, no, that's, that's good. Yeah. I didn't do that. I think so. Also, man, that comic book party scene, whatever. They were spoon feeding it to us. They really were, but also I was like, what was the like what was the point of this? They did that whole party scene and they got all those extras and they dressed everyone up and they had them all move around and dance and whatever. <laughs> move around. They had them all dancing. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they're not, it wasn't a good use of resources. <laughs> like, I don't know. 
it was just kind of like bizarre. It was just like, hey, Rando, hey, Rando, hey, Rando, did you write this? And they're all just like, no. Yeah. And then he got to, and then like three tries in, it's the one guy and he's like, here's the thesis of the season. And it's like, okay, thanks. Rando. Which, yeah, like, I guess we got the thesis right last episode. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Um, Ted Sullivan, by the way, one of the main uh, producers of Riverdale. Really? The guy they said wrote it, the comic book. I mean, R.I.P. R.I.P. I thought that it was... I kind of want to go back to the beginning of the episode and determine how long ago the four Riverdale students died. A few years, they said, like three years. Yeah, insane to then do a raising the them from the dead musical number. Nobody complains. Nobody's even like, this is weird. See, I like that, though, because that's the kind of nonsense I know and love. You're right. I guess if anybody had been a naysayer, kind of would have soured the whole thing. I loved that no one really questioned it or gave a fuck. They were just like, yes! Rocky Horror! At first I thought that maybe it was going to be that that's how Polly had died. Ooh, that would have but been then I feel like, but then I feel like this episode would have just been about how Betty's really upset about Halloween. Like Halloween's well, a really tough time for Betty. Yeah, I feel like it would. And then they couldn't have done their really deep and intellectual storyline of whose muscles does Betty like more. If season seven had any fucking guts, they would have had threesome by now. And they won't. They won't do it. They barely even hinted at it in this episode. I really thought that it was going to be that she's... It was like the whole promo. Yeah. The scene with Archie and Reggie, like, with the guns. Spooky. I did like that Archie dressed up as a cowboy. Yeah, that it was pretty cute. gay based on every other cowboy reference in this yep. season. I thought I kind of liked them. I liked when they would have like brotherly type moments. Mm-hmm. I just think whenever they talk about girls it just becomes so gross That's just badly written i don't th- yeah honestly gross isn't the adjective i'm looking for it's more it's just poor writing or poor acting like something about it just feels very like well gee yeah i've been getting vibrations too or like it just felt so yeah she's quite a dame like what? yeah it felt so forced but I thought that I honestly liked their little things with the guns. Yes. Which yes, I didn't yeah. I didn't like their wrestling in the last episode. And I feel like it's a similar sense of humor. Mm, so I don't yeah. know why this was more charming to me than the last. That was so because they were really trying to hurt each other in the last episode. Like this was just them kind This goofy. was just being goofy. Yeah. But So we saw, oh, I had a question. Mm-hmm. Did I miss something when 
Penelope says she wants the slumber party out in the open because there's less opportunity for inappropriate hinky panky. She did say she that. Did say that. Has does she know? I think she suspects based on Cheryl's painting. Um, and I feel like she said something about the Yonic fruit. Did I, did I make that up? We said a lot about the oh, Yonic we fruit. <laughs> well, well, I think I think repeatedly Penelope is shown to seem suspicious and annoyed by Cheryl and her behavior in a way that seems motivated. And I think she has said some borderline homophobic things. I just yeah. can't I just feel like the last time we saw that situation was Cheryl and Archie having their thing and that had largely gotten Penelope off her back and then it seemed like suddenly it was very it's not very consistent yeah um I thought that it was an interesting choice to have Evelyn see everyone after the, or see like Cheryl and Tony holding hands. Mm-hmm. But I was also just kind of confused of why she was at Pops when she was supposed to be hosting the sleepover. It's a good question. Yeah. Damn. In the middle of the night, you're poking holes. I'm sorry. No, you're right. No, you're right to point it out. Like, I didn't even think of that. Oh, was she there? I mean, they pick up food from Pops sometimes. Maybe she was doing that. Yeah, she was standing at the counter. Maybe she was just picking up the food. I just feel like if I were hosting a sleepover and was getting food, I would have everyone come with, and it would be like, She doesn't have your hosting abilities. That's the real thing. (laughs) Um, I like Sorry, no, my mind's a turn of topic, so you go ahead. Mine is also. I was just gonna say, I liked Ethel holding the knife and saying, I told everyone it was a milkman. That just was was silly. My very favorite part of the episode were the moments right when it ended, right before we watched the promo when I thought Julian had been killed. And it turns out he's gonna pull through. Literally, I did an episode. At least, but yeah. yeah. But like in my notes, I skipped over it when I was reviewing the episode. But I just wrote down, "I am so sick of Julian. I don't give a shit, and I'm so annoyed." And it's just like him and Uncle Frank and the basketball team. Mm-hmm. It's like who gives a fuck at all? It's just every every. I, uh, yeah. I feel like he's meant to be like season one Reggie, but being, he's like, not a frenemy but more enemy than friend. But he's just, yeah, he doesn't have the charm. He doesn't have the charm, and he doesn't have the range, and it's just like every single episode with him, it's just like him in the locker room after practice goes like, ha ha ha, we're gonna go score some babes. What about you, Andrews? You coming with us? Nah, cream puff or whatever. It's like, it's it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't care. I don't care. I I do kind of wish, I think maybe if it weren't the last season we, like if we needed to invest in this character, I do kind of think it could be interesting to have him be such a villain 
publicly, but then we see little things that inform his character. Like show complex. Yeah, similar to Cheryl season one of like seeing like, oh, she has a really fucked up family. Or like, oh, she just had her brother die, or oh, she just had whatever. But this is just kind of yeah, Julian is really privileged and it's just an asshole. Um, that's true he's in the family too you would think that they would at least try to make people like feel a little sympathetic towards him yeah but they don't yeah i think it could be interesting to have it be like give him a romance or give him something where it's like he really genuinely cares about a person Mm. and then getting to see that like him having to grapple with that Again, I don't think that they should when we have so few episodes left, but just I feel like that's something that could salvage his character potentially if this were like the season one of a of a show. Right. Um but which I thought they might do when it was revealed that he had been hooking up with Ethel. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna get into something where it's like something to do with that. Oh my but nope. God. nope. Nope. Yeah, Just an asshole. Um, I assume Reggie is alive. They didn't show him. They didn't show him, but I feel like that was intentional. Yeah. That they were trying. Yeah. That being said, I do wonder what the hell, because in the promo, Archie is like, I feel like an imposter. And they just, like, everyone seems upset. And it's unclear. Maybe he's, is he just saying, it should have been me in the car? I don't know. That was my guess, but I, I mean, we, yeah, we don't know the context, I guess. Seems that Betty and Veronica hang out. Yay! Stay in line, Veronica Nation. You're still in line. Stay in line. <laughs> Although, um, there's also the one clip of Betty in the promo going like, I feel like I'm different from everybody else. So that's something. Mm-hmm. For one of, one of many things. Yeah. I liked the one... Um, there was a camera move. I'm not sure if either of you saw it. I think you might have been looking at your phones. But there's a camera move when they transition from the boys' locker room to the girls' locker room. Where one of the... It was something where the door, like the locker room door, or like the doors to the lockers kind of did this cool... Oh, cool. Let's look for it. Yeah, I noticed it. Yeah, thank you. Um... But I noticed, I just, thank you for pointing that. I do like when they do fun transitions. So I wish I saw that. But um, I was just going to say a transition that I liked was right at the beginning of the episode when it showed the crazy neighbor lady in the hallway. And then it just went to the sheriff's station. I don't know, pretty standard, I guess, for the show. But I do appreciate that they put some effort into some of the transitions. I do feel, yeah, like overall I feel like this episode was a step in the right direction. It's fine, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I think Ethel's back. 
we had a murder. We had potentially several deaths. We I think one of them is toast. Well, I think Julian and Rich unnamed are bulldogs one, two, and three are toast. I think they're, they're, they're <laughs> Maybe they can't find Reggie. Maybe that's huh. Or like some of the bodies are missing, like something like that. Yeah, maybe. That'd be interesting. I do feel pretty robbed of the Halloween episode staple of having people dressed up as different things. Because I feel like we barely got that. I know like Reggie and Archie were like dressed up and so I get and so is Betty. But you know what I mean? Like they weren't super like fun. Yeah. She was yeah, like, I'm Goldilocks. That's true. Well, but do you know, like, they weren't, I guess I'm just thinking of, like, pop culture things that they weren't dressed up as, but sure. those things, well, I know those things, like, wouldn't have existed necessarily. You did but... not mention Vincent Price, which was my prediction. Oh. From last week. For the Halloween episode. Mm. Sorry to interrupt. There you go. Veronica's outfit would not be allowed in school. In that was what I thought was going to happen. I thought that the principal was going to get really mad and then it just didn't come up at all. Betty's outfit was crazy too. Like that was like Party City Goldilocks. Like, that this was one, that's very what I mean. City. I mean like the like it, what they weren't super just, interesting costumes I mean, but also, also like, they not age, like not time period appropriate I feel like. Not well, that I'm like an expert on Halloween costumes of 1955 but I just feel like it was not given the era. But like if they're going to do Rocky Horror which did not exist why don't they also do Halloween costumes, you know? What do you mean? Like, oh, like they're being anachronistic already because it's a special episode. I guess. It's just more what I mean. I don't, I'm not like, this was wrong. I just mean, I wish I would have seen that. Yeah, I don't want to be like a naysayer in that it was anachronistic. I guess I just thought it was like very pointlessly anachronistic. Like they could have done a like provocative witch costume that looked I don't know. I'm like just making shit up right now, but No, I agree. I thought I it, know, yeah. it was the costume equivalent of like this face has seen an iPhone. It was just like this is yeah. not a pre nineteen whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, it just felt very Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I agree. I think that the costumes, I, I think it could have been more fun to have different costumes. Mm -hmm. This felt very boring. Yeah, like, and, and I, even like, you know, Archie could have been like a specific cowboy or something. Like, like he was just like cowboy. It's like, okay, think, whatever. Or having them be like scary characters. Like, I liked mm -hmm. when they were dressed as like zombies or whatever like i thought that was fun with their dead makeup even yeah, though it yeah. was in poor taste considering it was their classmates literally in their riverdale outfits it didn't even click for me that i know i was saying it was distasteful that they like they were the they were the four cheese yeah i don't know why it took me so long sorry everybody um, no yeah those i think were supposed to be like if they that was the rising dead right that makes so yeah. much sense. So it could be like 
someone's sibling or whatever. Easily. Which, I mean, they did announce, I guess, that they were going to be doing that. Yeah. So it's not like anyone would be there and not know that it was happening. But then I'm like, why the hell did you all come to this? Yeah, why is this like... <laughs> and they I loved know, it. As, a, as Vixen, like, she's a Vixen performing as a Vixen who died. No. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, the Rocky Gore was fine. I thought they all did a good job with it. Yeah. I just, like, if you're going to be anachronistic, like, 20, like, tw- you're going to pull a song that doesn't exist for 20 years. Like, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't move me. And I, I didn't feel like it was, like, the greatest teacher in the world. And it did, and it was weird. Like, the thing with the four dead students. Like, I'm just, like, you're having them sing this Rocky Horror song. And I guess we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, we didn't. Thoughts? Kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I like that Cheryl initiates it. Yeah. But I also feel like something like that they probably should have talked about beforehand. Like, just in the They're reality. Be killed. I was <laughs> saying they could be institutionalized or killed. And when Cheryl yeah. was like, I'll just say I was possessed, it's like, girl, you are going to be killed. <laughs> I don't mean to like laugh. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's just... But it really is like, just a few episodes ago, she was hardcore closeted. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I guess no one's got phones. No one's snapping yeah, a pic. That's a but, really mean, good point. Evelyn just overheard them at the diner, like, talking. Like, yeah, I know. You know. Sure. But just, it's a good point that I feel like people might have been more willing. Because I was actually thinking about that, not so much phone specifically, but just when Alice peeks her head in and sees the burlesque show. Just thinking about, like, oh, shit, how are they going to get out of this one? And I was like, maybe everyone can just band together and say she's lying. Mm. And that she mu- or that she must have missed scene or whatever. True. And, mm-hmm. and then they could be like, oh, well, do you have pictures of this event? Like, what are you talking about? And right. I guess, yeah, they, she wouldn't because she wouldn't have a phone. No phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you guys give this episode out of 10? Um, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. What's your uh, I'm going to give it... <laughs> uh, 6 out of 10 secrets being shared. Okay. Okay. Between Midge and Cheryl. I thought that was sweet. I liked <laughs> their too. kind of thing of like, maybe we should confide in each other. I thought that mm-hmm. was nice. Um, yeah. I liked certain parts of this episode. I like that the milkman is finally dead. I didn't really like that they very that they didn't have enough faith in the audience to understand the thesis, and they felt like they had to just have some rando at the party tell it to us. Yeah. Um, I say homogenous. Yeah. I liked the... 
thing with the milkman being seen through the window and leaving the milk bottles. I thought that was fun. Couldn't care less about Julian. Um, I thought that the performance, like the ghost show, I overall enjoyed. Um, I often really dislike the musical numbers that Veronica would put on at like the um, speakeasy. Yeah. And this one I didn't dislike. So I call that a, a success. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think overall, I enjoyed it. It was nice to see Ethel again. Yes. Justice for Ethel. Maybe we'll get it this time. Fine. Yeah. I'm going to give it 5.75 ghost shows out of 10. Um, yeah, I didn't feel particularly strongly about it. It was a fine episode, I guess. I think I'm being a little harsh to it with my ratings. It wasn't, it's like, okay. Um, I liked probably like the milkman elements. Like the Ethel scene and the through the window, like I like those probably the most. Um, really, I'm really so miserable watching every Archie scene and the Betty and Reggie scenes awful little respite, also. So, I just it was nice to see Ethel again. You're right. Um, some of the like anachronistic elements of it. Kind of, I was just like not feeling it. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fine. I'm gonna give it four, four bulldogs careening off road to their deaths. Wow. Um, out of ten because. Mostly the reasons you guys said, but just I liked about the last five minutes of the episode quite a bit. Oh, are you frozen though? No. Oh, there you are. My video is. I was like, no. can you hear me? Not <laughs> no, we can hear you. Okay. Um, well, I yeah. guess it's fine <laughs> yeah. for now. <laughs> um, you're back. You're good. Excellent. Um, sorry, just staring um, very intently. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked the last five minutes or so. I liked the whole ghost show kind of burlesque things. I thought it was kooky. Um, I liked Midge. You know, the Midge warrior base grows by day. Um, the warrior fans. Um, but I was pretty disinterested in a lot of what was happening. I didn't think it was like horrible or anything, but I just, yeah, I just didn't find it super interesting. Uh, most of the plots that were happening. And I really, when will Julian be killed? <laughs> like I really am getting sick of that guy. Um, yeah. Who would your MVP be for the episode? Um, I'm just going to swoop in and take Veronica because I thought despite the poor taste of it, I think she put on a great ghost show. <laughs> I didn't, did I even like, I mean, 
she magically got a song that didn't exist yet, which is pretty fun. And um, she was masked. She was masked, thank God. <laughs> um, thank God. I, I did like her tux. Um, I thought she was a complex character this episode. Um, she was different than she's previously been and like deal like thinking about her personal issues with her parents um you know hiding that from other people i thought was unique um interesting multifaceted um especially for this writing lately for some other characters not naming names um but it rhymes with schmidt <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and yeah, I don't know. I thought she was fun and interesting in this episode, despite her witch costume that I also didn't like. Uh, but I thought she was good. And I thought Phila Mendes was good. So. Yeah, I like, we, did, we didn't talk about it, but I liked that they show her celebrating Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. And lighting mm-hmm. I liked that scene the too. Candles and stuff. I liked that. Especially after they brought it up. Because I was kind of like, oh, are they just going to bring this up or not? Do you like, is it just a throwaway? story but i mean i mean it, it did have value i think when she said it really? but i like that they did follow up on it like i thought that made it a lot stronger and it was quite sad and gave i think some good emotional insight yeah. into her That's... and like her disconnected family yes yes that she is was alone that, was that the first time we got visuals of the parents yes yeah okay that's why that photo that was funny. Um, yeah, I thought that that was a good. I, I didn't think it, I didn't think it was a good cheap. Like the first time she mentions that it was bad or anything like that, but I think that oh, it yeah. was really bolstered by yeah, revisiting it and like showing it and like having like some time dedicated to it. Like it really filled out her character and like a good substance. I liked her a lot. This I can't believe like this is happening. Like I'm a different <laughs> person right now. What about you, Bella? Sorry, I got distracted. I was looking at my notes and I saw I had a I have a note. I really liked when Betty comes down in her costume and Reggie says, Ring the bell, I'm knocked out. I liked that. <laughs> that is um I'm gonna give it to Cheryl. Okay. Because I like that she in this episode. broke tradition like went out of her way to not host the slumber party and mm-hmm. to instead spend time with her girlfriend in a public setting i like that she confided in midge who is someone that she knows from vixens not mm-hmm. through tony mm-hmm. i yeah. liked that that it wasn't like oh i know that this is a safe person to tell and it says like, okay, this person seems like maybe someone that we can both confide in each other. Um, I just I liked that. I thought it was brave of her to kiss Tony again. I think it was probably a very a much more dangerous decision than they were kind of making it out to be. Yeah. Um, but overall. I enjoyed her performance in this episode and I like that she was kind of taking big strides. Yeah. You're right about 
uh, Cheryl and Mitch. Like, that would be helpful. So, I'm going to give it to, that's right, Plumpinators, Mitch, because for some of the reasons just named, I I liked her. I do like her cute haircut still. They still haven't changed it. Um, she was a true ally, and she's being a bit of a rebel girl. And again, she is pregnant. She does not give a fuck. She does not give a fuck at all. She's not going to maternity class. She is going to high school and and the Babylonian midnight showing of Frankenstein instead. Um, I liked her though. I think she's an interest. She's a interesting side character to me, even though we don't have a ton of insight into her actual self. I think it's entertaining the things that she does. So there's. That. I forget. There's. Do her parents know that she's pregnant? I think no, no, they yeah. don't. But they okay. just know that she's dating things. Okay. I mean, yeah, the clock is really ticking for him uh -huh. to become really famous so that they'll approve and everything. Yeah, I'm not invested at all. Like, yeah. I Fang should have been in that car that went over the. That's <laughs> awful. I'm sorry. That was so, that was so vindictive and Clumpinators, we have our first victim. We have our first target. Oh. <laughs> it's Allie. Clump right. Nation rise. I'm sorry, I guess. Like things is whatever. Weirdly, I am liking Fangs more in this season than in the past season. That's, yeah. But well, I think it's because he's it more cartoony in this episode like in this season. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I mean even like kind of throughout the series, not even just oh we need him and everyone to break up. Mm -hmm. Um just because he, he again he feels kind of like a oh yeah he's the rock star character. Like he just feels like yeah yeah whoever. So I'm okay with him not being super fleshed out. Yeah. Or having many emotions. I like him more when he was in his paternity war. So, this that is was, that. and here he is in a, a different paternity war. What is it with yeah. him? Um. Anyways, he's very fertile. Um. What? What? Any predictions for the next episode? Brush over it. Brush over it. Move on. Move on. <laughs> um. No predictions, actually. No. Except that we'll get some. B and V moments. Well, what was the thing you said you saw? What the description of the next episode was? Was it something? It's weirdy. No, no, it was the promo episode things, or it was some. I don't know. It wasn't some show in the promo. It could have been okay. episodes from now. So I don't. I could look that. up the description or whatever. I just. I really. I don't have any predictions. My predictions are it, my one of them is that Hiram is currently buying the plane ticket to come to Riverdale. It will not be shown in the next episode, but he is buying. He's you know at the the travel agent. He's buying his plane ticket in the deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see I, Hiram in Hollywood going to a travel. I would agent. love that. I want to bring if I guess a parallel or something related to Julian. I think it's interesting that if Julian does die, or at least is hurt very badly, it's by Sweetwater River, yeah. which is supposed to be tied to Jason. 
I was thinking about that. I thought that maybe they were going to have him die and then have that inform, like, yeah, have that kind of start Cheryl's plot line mm -hmm. again, but with her having, like, starting from a very different point in her life than yeah. when Jason died. Mm -hmm. I feel we don't really see the two of them interact, like Cheryl and Julian. Yeah, just at the dinner. Barely at all. We see Which... him like trying to manufacture stuff to get her a boyfriend. And on, on one hand, I like the contrast of that between her like incredibly, incredibly close intimate relationship with Jason that mm -hmm. we also don't really see, but you know, like that we know about. But it's so, like, that's such, like, it, I, I, but I don't actually like the execution of it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I think Polly will be mentioned in the next episode. I think nice. at least one of the bulldogs will be unaccounted for. for Probably sure. Reggie. Not, like, dead, but, like, they can't find the body. Yeah. Um, I think the first shot is going to be them pulling the car out of the water. That's a really good guess. Yeah. I don't know what Betty is talking about when she's, like, I don't even remember what she's saying in the promo. I what is she saying to her? Um, that she feels different from everybody else. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say this is dumb. It's the only really dumb. It's the only old movie that I can think of where I call it. It's pulled out of waters that I hope that they like the scene in Psycho over the in the end credits. Yeah. When the car gets pulled out of the bog. I predict, and this is a half-hearted prediction because I don't think they have the guts, but in my world, I predict that the car went off the bridge because they, like, can't leave Riverdale because it's not, like, real. It's, that's crazy. <laughs> like, they're trying to go to Greendale, and so they just have to go off the road. Yeah. I mean, Reggie is not from... I know, yeah, and Hiram's in LA. Like, like it is not perfect, but I would love if it was kind of like they're like trapped in a bubble, and they kept keep then like things happen that like, like Wandavision. Well, I haven't seen Wandavision, but perhaps I was thinking more along the lines of the Gone book series from middle oh, school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but like where. They're like things keep stopping them from leaving, like like crazy coincidences or whatever, because it's like uh it's not a full like world, it's like a partial world because it's Tabitha's creation. And then also that would draw in perfectly to the cent one of the central themes of the entire show, which is like the theme of leaving Riverdale and un being unable to leave Riverdale and having to return to Riverdale. Wouldn't that be it's, great? I think it's going to be like a butterfly effect thing where something, which would be good with the Brad Rayberry stuff they've been doing. Because it is, um, mm. 
it's called something like the name of his short story is actually something like butterfly yeah it's not called it's called like the sound of thunder or something like that Mm -hmm. but something like that where maybe that like something runs on the road and they swerve the car and um Mm -hmm. or there's something from another time that's on the road like something Mm -hmm. caused the accident or like they have to do something to stop the accident or something like that like but it becomes this like very open I don't know. That was just It'd be interesting. No, that's a good one. That'd be cool. I predict that um I was gonna say I think Midge is gonna have her baby, but I actually don't I don't think that. I think that Midge is gonna decide to name her baby like um Bible. Huh? Nothing. Harvey? No, I said Fievel. I was just coming up with it. Fievel? Like Fievel Stewart, the sister of Lou Stewart? Yeah, like, yeah, yes. I think, I think, exactly. Midge is name her baby Fievel Stewart, the sister of Lou Stewart. And then Boo Boo Stewart will appear. Yeah. That's my prediction. I think that they're all going to get on a plane and it's going to crash in the Canadian wilderness <laughs> and they're going to be stuck there for um, an indeterminate amount of time. And then there'll be a flash forward 25 years. So we see who survived. I think that's gotta be what happened. Crazy that they left it all out of the promo. Yeah. Uh Well, you know how they are. Well, you think if someone dies in this reality, does that mean they're officially dead? Like if. It's a good question. Did they die in real life? If Reggie were to die. Because that wasn't that. the case for Rivervale. And this is kind of like that, where it is kind of like it's a separate universe or like a pocket universe. But we don't even really know the rules on that, you know, yeah. like yeah. On, on this iteration. I really, I don't know if there's like any magic or anything. I mean, I know that it's controlled by like, what? Tabitha sent them back in time. I know, well, I'm, but she controls like time. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I don't like you're right like I what I'm saying is I don't think they're all going to start developing superpowers and um I don't think sure. they're going to like come back to life I guess you know what I mean but maybe like in the other I guess, I guess if she like, brings it back to present day does she have the power to raise the people who died okay that's fair I was just saying more like I feel like this is like the canonical timeline then it's just in the past i think we've disagreed on this before is that i think it literally is in the past we well, we talked about it. okay sure yeah i guess we've we've discussed it before um, and i guess i feel like this is possibly in real timeline just in the past somehow um so people are gonna like stay dead i don't know i wonder if yeah, because I guess um, that means Ethel's parents are dead. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess technically right now everyone would be dead. Yeah. So we can sacrifice the clump, not the clumps, the mugs. Not the clumps. Not the clumps. Hmm. That's five. Get, that's Bible Stewart's grandparents yeah. you're talking about. Do you guys think that they're gonna get the same actress that played Mrs. Clump in 
Um, Season yes. Nine. I don't think she's busy, probably. Whoa. Sorry, ma'am. I don't know your deal. <laughs> Maybe did she listens. Not, did we see? We haven't seen the parents no. yet? Okay. I guess they just described that meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And I just assumed. Okay. Well, we're we're medium excited to see it. <laughs> and we'll be tuning in. But until then, Allie, can we get that famous sign off? See you later, Dinks. Woo!